after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the happiest ones, we talk about the saddest ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Pawn daddy! I'm Andrew Walsh. That's my name. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your co-hosts. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. So uh, I think I was already boring you with the dazzling details behind that man we just heard a moment ago, Fancy Ray McCloney. Yeah, I I recall some talking about it. Yeah, you had that faraway look in your eye. You were watching the Americans, and I was trying to yeah, dazzle you a, with my stories from the Midwest. That's not a good time to dazzle you with details. <laughs> I just took a trip to the Twin Cities. My first time out there. Had a great time. And our friend Luke hosts this show called Livewire, and he had a local guest on. His name is Fancy Ray McCloney. He goes by Fancy Ray. I mean, I guess you name your kid Fancy Ray, you can expect him to be a showman of some sort. And uh, he is, uh, he's basically just made his entire living as being a pitch man. He's you know, kind of started as a comedian. His official age that he cops to is 29, but I'm going to guess he's in his 50s or 60s. I'm not exactly sure. Um, he always talks about how pretty he is. I'm going to read you a little bit. He like, you know, he's a pitch man for all kinds of local businesses around the Twin Cities, from like porn shops to, uh, I think, insurance, just everything, car dealerships, everything you can imagine. I'm going to read to you this thing from Wikipedia, and uh, I want you to try to guess. I, I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but I have a good feeling I know which sentence was written by <laughs> Fancy Ray himself. I'm going to read this to you. Fancy Ray McCloney is a comedian and television personality who has built a comedy and advertising career partly by becoming famous for being famous, especially in and near his hometown of Minneapolis. Fancy Ray is the self-proclaimed best-looking man in comedy, known for his androgynous and heavily made-up style, as well as a loud, sometimes bizarre comic persona. His stage personality is made up of sexual prowess of Prince, the funky style of James Brown, and the animation and expression of Little Richard. I was going to say, I, I'm, getting a lo- I'm getting a strong hit of Little Richard off of this guy, so I'm glad, <laughs> right. that, he, I'm glad that that's part of his bio. And yes, I know which sentence Yeah, I'm pretty wrote. sure that last sentence was, uh, suddenly it's right off, of his, uh, right off of his press release. But anyway, just wanted to let you in the world of uh, Fancy Ray, because now I feel like I'm part of that world as well, and uh, I can't not be. Today's show, though, really nothing like... The fancy Ray persona. No, that's the last amount of happiness you're going to have. So I I hope you really enjoyed it. We're going to bring back the happiness at the end of the show. (laughs) But I got to say, I have been prepping for this show. You prepped for this show yesterday and you were in tears. And then I'm in here just moments ago, like watching all of these commercials. And I didn't quite start physically crying yet. But if you had come in here and tried to talk to me while I was watching some of these... I would not have been able to speak to you. We are talking about sad, sad commercials today. Did you see me prepping for this show yesterday when I was sitting on the couch? You were a mess. And it was a mess. And I just kept like taking the corner of my t-shirt, like dabbing at my eyes. I didn't notice that. Like I didn't want to get up and get a tissue because somehow that was like too too sort of capitulating to the to the magic of the ad makers. You don't want to cry because you don't want them to let you. I don't know. It just felt like... I'm I'm doing research and I'm sitting here like scrubbing at my eyes with a <laughs> dirty T-shirt. Right, it was it was a real sight. Usually, the ads that make me cry are the ones for like 
uh, gyms and fitness equipment <laughs> because I just see all these like really beautiful people just like sculpted bodies and I'm just like crying into my Girl Scout cookies while I'm watching it. Do you, do you know that I cry? Do you know that the movie that I most reliably cry at the end of is Working Girl? I do know that because she can... She, well, first of all, wait. Well, hold on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler if you alert. If you haven't it. seen Working Girl, what's wrong with you? Go watch it. Turn off the podcast. We'll wait. No, I, at the end of Working Girl, um, Melanie Griffith gets her own office after being like a secretary and everybody's kind of uh, uh, whipping boy for the whole movie. And when she sits down and she realizes it, and it's just like a little office in a big corporate office building. And she looks out over her New York view. Mm -hmm. And every time I choke up, (laughs) I know it's your working girl moment. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about a lot of sad commercials today. And, uh, Oh, looks like we got some cats in here who are playing tent in our makeshift soundproofing. They may make an, Oh, that whole thing's coming down. Yeah. That whole thing's coming down. Anyway, um, sorry, we just needed that aside. I'm telling you, Vives and I are really bracing ourselves for this upcoming segment, and you should too, because as we're calling the show, it's going to be raining on your face. Also, though, coming up in the show, stick around. Um, the great Smokey the Bear controversy is going to raise its ugly head once again, its bearish head once again. And we're going to tell you about a coffee bean ad that's sadly been lost to history, but sounds pretty amazing. First, though, let's get into the sad stuff. I'm not crying. It's just been raining on my face. And if you think you see some tear tracks down my cheeks, please, please don't tell my mate. <laughs> Okay. At least we can start with a laugh. I know. I love playing the <laughs> All right. So one thing that we will say right from the beginning is the majority of these ads, if not all of them, are incredibly sentimental, and it's done with almost no dialogue and no words. So I might be playing a little bit of mood music underneath us, as not, not just random mood music, but I might be playing the commercials underneath us as we talk about them a little bit, but there is not going to be a lot of kind of narration or, hey, check out what these guys do with this ad, because as you pointed out yesterday, Vives, every single sentimental ad uses music in it that's you take away the music i don't know if it has half yeah the power. honestly the music is super effective for a lot of these and i do want to talk about why it's so effective um but it is typically uh there's sort of a formula for it um it's it's you know usually um a sort of visual narrative that that ends with a um sort of gut-wrenching punchline, if you will uh or reversal of some kind or reveal and it's set to usually like the saddest song you've ever heard. And each time I would listen to it, I'd think, well, this is the saddest one. <laughs> At least it won't get sadder than this. And then every time it did get sadder. If you guys, if you guys think that... We don't, we don't have any tissues in Oh, here, we do. do we? Yeah, I got some okay. over here. I honestly think I might need them. Me too. If you guys think we're just putting you on, no, I am telling you, joking. I am very nervous about this because there were times when I was watching these things where I was like, this isn't this, this isn't that sad. This is sentimental. It's not... Oh, no. And then all of a sudden it's just like, got me and so there may be a point during this podcast where neither one of us can yeah. talk we can choose I mean, to edit that out but no, i probably we're just gonna won't. let it happen <laughs> just, you know, let this the is, tears flow this is a safe internet space <laughs> um all right well when i think of sad commercials and when we said we're gonna do a whole show based on sad commercials this is the first one i yeah. think both of us thought of 
And I think this was sent to us by several people, so thanks to everyone who sent this in. And if you don't mind me saying, this was the very, very first piece of feedback uh, I got for After These Messages, because before we even started the podcast, I told my parents I was starting a podcast about commercials, and my dad and stepmom sent this to me, yeah. and it was the first time I'd seen it, but it's been around for about a year now. It was, um, it, it was released last spring, and it's actually... Um, for the Argentine Institute of Liver Transplantation. So we would rarely or almost never start a show with a commercial that you probably have not seen on your television, but this really made the internet rounds, like internationally. I'll bet a lot of folks have seen it, and I don't know. Maybe I'm stalling. Maybe I'm not. Who's going to try to describe this? I'll, I'll go for it. It's uh, The story is of a, an old man, and you see him uh, living his quiet life with his very cute dog. And the dog is, uh, you know, follows him around and is dedicated to, he's, he feeds him. And uh, then after a couple of, uh, couple of scenes with the old man and the dog living their life together, uh, an ambulance comes. It takes the old man to the hospital. I mean, you see him. Uh, not only does an ambulance come, but you see the old man sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden he has some sort of an attack. Yeah. So he's he something happens to him. He's taken to the hospital. The dog sits outside the hospital through rain and overnights, and then um, a woman come a young woman comes out of the hospital sitting in a wheelchair, and the dog sees her. Oh, God, it's happening. Here it comes, here it comes. And it runs up to her and it puts his paw on her lap because she is the recipient of uh, one of his organs and the dog recognizes right, him. Right, right. I mean, I, I I sort of feel like it's supposed to be his heart, although the band you see a little bit of bandage sticking out of her shirt and it's on the wrong side, so maybe not. But I, You know, I think it's, um, you know, it's non-specific and it's really about the idea of organ donation, but a, a dog waiting for its master that will never come is right. like the saddest thing I can think of. There's a famous episode of Futurama where that happens. And yeah. it's like, boy, you want to talk about what? You want something that will make me cry every yeah. time? Show me the one where Fry's dog waits for I him. I know. We should do a Futurama podcast. <laughs> and then we can do a whole show about the saddest moments in Futurama. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was messing with the levels a little bit uh, while you were talking. So I don't know if you mentioned this detail. But the 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 major kind of through line of the relationship between this man and his dog is the dog is always waiting for him outside yeah. of doors. I mean, that is the I thing that the dog that, does. Right. Like. Um, um, he go you, when you first see him and his dog. Um, after they wake up, they go to a grocery store, and the dog's outside waiting at the grocery store. Then he goes to play bridge with his friends in a coffee shop, and the dog's outside. He like he always is waiting, and he never has to tie up his dog. Yeah. His dog is just always the most loyal thing. And so then, when you get to the end, and he the, the old man is taken into the hospital, and of course the dog is not in the ambulance. The dog chases the ambulance yeah. all the way to the hospital, and then right as he gets there, he tries to run through the doors to follow his his uh, owner. And then the, some doctor closes the door on the dog, and then that's where the dog just takes that stance and will not move from that stance until he sees his owner again. And this time we see, as you say, the the owner, um, not so much the owner, but the person who has his heart. Let's say in some ways the commercial is a little, I don't know what I don't want to say exploitative. Obviously, it's for a great cause, but the levers it pulls on your heartstrings are blunt, or the 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 hammer it uses on your. Your emotions is blunt. Yes, um, it's not. Uh, it's not nuanced really in any way. It's just like terrifically sad. But you were looking up some information about the guy who directed this, and you found out that oh, he's a he genius. is a, an auteur. He 
is a genius. So his name, and I'm going to probably mess up um, the last name pronunciation. I apologize, but I believe his name is Rodrigo Garcia Saez. Is that how you say this? S-A-I-Z. I think I'm butchering it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, first I just went to his website because I wasn't sure who he was. And he's done a bunch of different commercials. Um, coincidentally, the next one I clicked on, aside from this, was another like brutal ad. I mean, this one was almost – it almost didn't make you choke up. It just made you astonished at the brutality yeah. of this ad. It was about – it was about um, – It was more appalling. It's about this little girl in India who's going around saying, I didn't cry when I was born into poverty in the slums. I didn't cry when I had to start working at age three. And they show her kind of growing up and going through all these horrible things. I think it's really rough. Very like, graphic. I didn't cry when I found out what my mom does for a living. And you see like – her mom, you know, underneath a guy um, in some like on some mattress on the floor, like it's very gritty. I didn't cry when I was married off to an old man exactly. as a child bride. I didn't cry when I saw my little brother dead in the street. Yeah. And they show all of this, and then at the end, it's like I didn't cry because I didn't want to. I didn't cry because I couldn't. And then it shows on the screen dehydration. Yeah, the whole thing is is a dehydration. It was a Gatorade PSA. commercial, as it was matter a matter of fact. <laughs> All right, I apologize. I told you I'm going to be using humor to get through this yeah, show. Hand me those tissues. It's probably the most world's most effective Gatorade commercial. Yeah. No, no, uh, but it was for you know it was like, for a water yeah. you know points in the globe that are having a water crisis. Of course, and that, but it was like also and by the way, by the way, rich uh, first world countries not only are all of these horrible things happening in these countries but also they have no water right it's just that one i felt like it was almost so Mm -hmm. brutal it didn't it didn't make me as emotional but he's done these but he's also then i just kept on clicking on all of these videos on his website and i kept on watching these things i'd never seen before there's this great um you know the tecate beer company um there's like tecate apparently was the official sponsor of boxing i don't know if i assume here in the united states for a while i'd never seen these commercials but they're with uh, sylvester stallone and they Basically, I'm going in too much here. In a certain way, I don't like him because they're all about manliness. He catches, like, some guy, some just dude will be, you know, taking a selfie of himself or something or singing too high pitched voice in the shower. And then all of a sudden, Stallone is there, like, in a tuxedo, and he just looks at these guys with complete contempt. Oh, we need uh, him. And he's like, you need to watch boxing now. <laughs> and it's like, it goes against all of my values, but they're so well done. Well, it's like, we need our friend Ben Harrison here, but it's like with Ray Liotta right. forced, forcing... Um, Cocktail drinkers to perform their masculinity at every instant. It's a total, like, improve your masculinity thing by watching boxing, which I'm against, but really well done. I, I, I will wrap up, but I feel like we could do a whole show on Garcia Saez. He did the um, Skittles under the bleachers ad that we talked about oh, where the yeah. kid has, like, pimples only their their, um, their Skittles. So Skittles pox. This man, like, I, I had to, like, kind of stop watching his videos so we could do the show tonight, but, like, I just want to, like, spend a night watching them. He, he truly is a genius, and every single one is really... Really well done. There wasn't a clunker in them. But we'll, we'll uh, post a link to his website. Yeah, good call. All right. So uh, next up, I feel like we have to mention this oh, one early because to. every if you think of sad commercial, hold on, person at home, take one moment. Aside from the organ donation one, if you've seen that one, what is the first thing you think of when you think of sad commercials? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Oh, Sarah McLaughlin singing her heart out for the sad, sad animals of the SPCA. Now, I don't want to be just argumentative. I got to say, this one, 
it's effective. I'm not going to say it's lost on me. I, for some reason, I don't use the word sad when I think about this commercial. I find it more Oh, are disturbing. you not watching the dog that is having oh, to drag its hind legs no, I saw that it. I'm watching? Yeah, no. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. You said we're not allowed to talk about our new setup. I love our new setup. We have split screens. We can both watch the ads together. It's like the future. Um... I uh, I think this ad and these ads are very disturbing. Of course, we're talking about Sarah McLaughlin animal cruelty videos. Um, and, you know, like some of them, they show animals who are like missing eyes or missing other limbs or just like they, they look really bad. And it's effective. It doesn't make me want to cry. It makes me want to punch out the person who abused these animals. It makes me want to adopt an animal and love it. But it doesn't get to me like that heart, like that heart donor one. You day. know, I think if you'd, I think when I first saw it, which was now probably ten years ago. I mean, I remember more than that. I feel like I remember seeing these in college, and that was you know fifteen, twenty years ago. Uh, not to date myself, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that when I first saw these, I was genuinely saddened and moved in that way. I think at this point, they've kind of become a byword. Mm-hmm. They've almost become a little bit of self-parody. In fact, they have been parodied. If you go, you go, you can find parody versions. Didn't you say all the articles you were reading the, about sad ads? Yes. It said, we're not even going to talk about that one because yeah, so that's if you, obvious. If, if you do what I did yesterday and Google saddest commercials, which I'm really encouraging you not to do. Yeah, we got you covered. We did the yeah. just... Just, yeah. Just go to our Facebook work, page yeah. if you if you must. Um, but, you know, all of these, like, top 10 lists, whatever, would say, like, we don't worry, we've spared you the Sarah McLaughlin SPCA ad because it has become, I think, um, just, you know, it's so exposed and it's so well-known. It's kind of the... I guess it's the archetype in a way, but it's it's sort of, I think, a little bit past its prime. But, you know, I mean, it's super effective. And I mean, the fact that it has lasted this long and that it is so well known is a testament to its efficacy. And a huge thing that you're going to see um, in this batch of ads tonight isn't just the use of music as a through line, but the use of animals. Now, in this case, they're not using animals. I should choose my words more carefully. <laughs> this is a commercial. They're abusing them. <laughs> they're very specifically about, you know, helping animals. But even for the ones that are like, well, like trying the organ to sell donation. the organ donation, that had nothing to do with the dog. Um, there are car commercials with dog. I mean, we talked about the Subaru bucket list one, but right. there's another car commercial that use a do- uses a dog that makes me want to cry 10 times more. We'll talk about it. But, um, You'll kind of see that that is definitely a through line. First, though, I want to talk about the ads that really, really, really get me. And there's two of them. They're both for uh, Subaru, I believe. And they are both on the – I'm going to play them both, even though I think one we might just have to describe over the top of music. They're both about – fathers and daughters mm. and the and the little girls growing up to what be is young it about women fathers and daughters and i don't think Especially, it's just us it's not just us but it's weird that it affects me so much i don't have kids like i know you know our friend aaron has two daughters like i understand why as they get older but like for me i don't have any kids and i see these and something about like part of me feels like if i had a daughter this is exactly how is I'd it feel. some sort of biological determinism i, I think mean, so I, it, it because it really is and I do think I, I get why these are effective and, and they make me, you know, they make me a little verklempt. But um, they, you know, you really do have, I think, a strong reaction to it. And mm-hmm. it, it feels to me almost biological in some way. Yeah, I think so. There, you know, it gets off the topic of commercials a little bit. Um, but even in life, you know, I'm not somebody who ever, ever wanted kids. But, you know, I admitted to you, like, I don't know, five or ten years ago, I started to notice that, like, God dang, the one thing that does get me is just walking down the street and yeah. seeing a young father around my age back then, maybe like 35, 
early 30s maybe uh with a little girl who's like just kind of old enough to kind of like walk with him and and like kind of come into her own and have her own personality three years old four years old something like that like i see that and i do i have this sense of jealousy and i not jealousy but like an an urge to be a good father to a little girl and you know uh, I'm getting into some dicey territory here, but I do think that there's something about, I, I think, I mean, obviously fathers feel emotional seeing their boys grow up as well. And I think that we've seen some commercials in our prep today that are kind of a similar storyline with boys. But I do think that our society conditions girls and women in a hell of a lot of ways and conditions parents in the same way. And I think that, we are conditioned to look at girls as being a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And I think you see a little boy growing up and like, okay, yeah, you're going to get verklempt when you look get back at his first football practice or whatever kind of it is. But still, you look at a 13-year-old boy or certainly a 16-year-old boy, and we don't romanticize the idea of that boy. We think of him as smelling like sweat socks <laughs> in a locker room or whatever. Right. We get Whereas, a lot of moms complaining about how their ter- laundry detergent doesn't do the exactly. trick. Exactly. But then you have little girls growing up to be women and it's like this this something about yeah. I think it's I think it's ingrained. I don't think it has something to do with our culture or in all cultures probably where we we see this sort of um this innocent child who is not ready to go out in the world yet. We can talk about that more in our other podcast uh Promise Ring. <laughs> Um, I saw the movie The Promise Ring. I thought it was pretty good. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Is that <laughs> am I thinking of the right one? We're just we're just <laughs> leaping from reference to reference here. Okay, so I want to talk about these Subaru ads. Um, let's see. I don't know. Let me see which one this one is. Okay, this is the one. I think it's only music, so we'll yeah. talk over it. Do you uh, this take is my this? favorite one. Yeah. Why don't you take this one? So this one's called um, Making Memories, and um, it was in heavy rotation probably a year or so ago. Um, I really like the music, by the way. Um, A father is cleaning out his old Subaru, and he's finding little bits of detritus in it, little like a little flat, a little dried out flower, or Mm -hmm. a little hospital band, a little hospital wristband. And he's remembering as he picks up each thing, he envisions, and we see his memory of his daughter growing up uh, through all the stages of her young life. She, you know, she breaks her arm, and that's her coming home from the hospital. She went to a school dance with a boy for the first time. That's a flower from her corsage. And at the very end, she comes out. It's real life. She's old enough to drive, and he hands her the keys. So a lot of Subaru ads actually are about this idea that Subarus last long enough to Mm -hmm. pass them on. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with this next commercial. Again, it's still playing on the same exact emotions. Father, daughter, growing up, passing the car along to the next generation, but also kind of like emotionally letting go of your your protection over this young woman. And I just want to say that I think Subaru, as in terms of a campaign strategy and a marketing strategy, for their narrative or their key messages to be um, – our cars are so durable and so safe. Safety is that a huge you will part be willing and able to pass on your old, your ten-year-old Subaru or your sixteen-year-old Subaru or whatever it is to your child. And there, yes. they, and there are versions of this with with sons too. That 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 message is driven home so effectively, and it is such a such a great example of show don't tell. Yes, and this next one, I mean, it hits on all those things. I think even emphasizes the safety a little bit more than that last one we just played. And this one does have some narration, so I'm going to just hit play on it. And I, I'm sure a lot of you will remember it. We see a little girl, probably about four years old, maybe, sitting behind the driver's boy, is she cute. wheel of a car. And she's really cute. 
She's talking to her dad. So, uh, your seat good? Get the mirrors all adjusted so you can see everything okay? Just stay off the freeways, all right? I don't want you going out on those yet. <laughs> and she's so Just tiny. Leave your phone in your purse. I don't want you texting her. Daddy, okay. Okay. There you go. And then he goes and he hands the keys over to this Be little careful. girl. Thanks, Dad. And, and then all of a sudden we realize, call me, oh, not no. while you're driving. She's a six. She's a beautiful, like sixteen-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, but he still sees her as yeah. this tiny little tot. Yeah, yeah, and again, I think really Damn emphasizing. Subaru. Damn you! Okay, let's take a moment. Take a moment. Cry break. <laughs> yeah, cry break. Can we call this show Cry Break? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are the two Subarus. I mean, if we wanted, I mean, we could. Just Subaru should have sponsored this episode, frankly. Well, we talk about them all do. the time. I, I yeah. honestly, they have done so many good ads. I like. I, I, uh, I'm a loyal Volkswagen driver, but Subaru has has all the marketing uh, juice. I think. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm just skipping around because my brain is like jazz and it just goes all over the talk, place. You want to talk uh, a boy and his dog? I do. A boy and his dog duck. Yeah. And um, this one combines both. It's a, it's another car commercial. No, this isn't Subaru. No, it's a it's a dog. dog oh, food commercial. it's a dog food commercial. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm I'm good at this podcasting <laughs> game. <laughs> But it does feature a car prominently, and it reminds me of a Subaru ad. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of the bucket list ad. You know, ad. if you had told me before I did this research that that is a Subaru ad, I would have believed you. And yes. so I actually think it it um, undermines the value of the commercial in terms of a marketing vehicle. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And so let's see. Uh, let's. How do we set this up? There's a little boy um, and his dog, his whose puppy. name is Duck. It, and yeah, the boy in this, it starts off, the boy's like five years old, and the puppy is just brand new, just tiny little dog. And he's running, the kid's like running in the yard and he's like come on duck come on and then we see the boy get older and the dog get older and um he's constantly saying come on duck and as each, he's doing he, more and more older boy things and the dog's growing with yeah him. and each time uh he says come on duck and he and he the dog hops in the car at different stages in its life at the very end uh the boy's about 16 or 17 he can drive his own car now mm-hmm. and he says come on duck you can do it and the dog has the gray in his muzzle yeah. and he kind of gingerly steps into the car yeah. and, and the boy is like and what i really like about it is obviously i don't have to t- teach you like dogs age a lot quicker <laughs> than humans and so there's something dogs about are it mortals. <laughs> the boy is not like when I think of the bucket list ad, the famous Subaru bucket list ad, like that guy is already a man. Yeah. But clearly that wouldn't work with this ad. So we see the boy. So by the time the boy is kind of helping his dog gingerly get in the car, the dog is a really old man, but the boy is still a boy. Yeah. He's like 16 years old or 17. And it's this nice moment of seeing a a, a, a teenager, a boy teenager who isn't like some stereotypical, like, um, I don't know, just kind of like Mountain Dew slugging, Sunny D swigging. They're not a frosted tip inside. <laughs> right, exactly. He just looks like a fine young man <laughs> who is spending, you know, some quality time yeah. with his dog that's not going to be around much. I, it really hits a nice note. I don't think we have to play it because um, yeah, I think, I think basically we basically described the, it. Describe it. It's a real. It's, so it's for uh, is it IMS or EMS? IMS. IMS dog food. Really great commercial. What else is kind of uh, ringing your bell, as they say? <laughs> I, that, I believe that's copyrighted. Oh, sorry. So we talked a little bit about animals as uh, sort of a trigger for sadness. Yeah. Um, another obvious one, and again, like I want to make the point here that. A lot of these sad ads are not subtle or particularly complicated. The the ways in which they act on our emotions are very straightforward, very obvious. Animals, uh, 
aging or or being separated from their masters. Um, sad sick, music. Uh, oh, sad okay, music, right. but also sick kids is another one. Mm-hmm. And there's a oh. there's a sick kids hospital in Toronto. Oh no, that, are we doing this? Are we ready called, for this? It's, it, this one's rough. Um, I think it is the hospital. It's actually called Sick Kids Hospital. It is. I thought you. I thought you were like, just slugging it. Which funny. sounds yeah. like Children's Hospital. <laughs> oh, right. That joke show founded by Mister Children's. Right. Um, well, this is an ad that again relies 100 percent on music, no dialogue. But and why you, don't you just let the music? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm bit. just trying to get through some ads here, ironically. Um, but this is uh, this is one. Even when you start to see where it's going, it just uh, it just kills you when it gets to the end. And you're seeing. Um, Kids with cancer and parents and caregivers and medical professionals singing, singing these words that you're hearing. Which is a cover of the, uh, I believe, Roy Orbison song, right? Mm-hmm. You okay? It's really sad. We see the researchers singing it as long as these, as well as these sick kids. We even see a quick shot of just like a janitor sweeping up in the hospital and he's singing it as well. This is. Everybody at this hospital is there to do what these kids need to get better. And then the tagline at the end is, we will do anything for these kids, but we can't do it alone. And then it's Sick Kids Hospital. And. I just want to like send them mm-hmm. the routing number for my bank all account. All the money. Take it all. Take it all. Take it all. And then you're going to probably need to provide me with free health care because <laughs> I'm going to be screwed. Well, it is Canada. <laughs> um, so and that's, that's a wonderful ad. Although I have to say, I apologize. Before when I was saying you see where it's going, but it gets you anyway, I was thinking of a different one. I was thinking of the Be Brave ad that you found. Yeah. This is for Pfizer, not not sick kids. Right. And I think this is a really interesting one to talk about because Pfizer is a big pharma company. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing in this ad that is you know specific to a Pfizer product um and it's probably worth describing but not playing because I don't think there's much yeah, um, dialogue I'll in it. Yeah, set the tone with this music a little bit. But we see some kid. He's out on the streets. He's like a teenager. It's very dark. And um, you can tell that he's like a, a graffiti artist. And he starts tagging some buildings. And he looks like he's really up to no good at all. Eventually, he comes home to it looks like a somewhat poor house. Or at least it's dark. Seems a little cramped. And his mom is um, at the kitchen table. And she checks her watch. And she looks very disapproving as he comes in through the door. You assume that he just reeks of paint. I mean, that's something that I'm adding to it, but you, you, <laughs> they're just in these small quarters. He looks tired and he looks guilty and she looks disappointed in him. Then he takes a, a vase of flowers off of the kitchen table and he, he takes it into another room and it's unclear what's going on. His mom still looks disapproving. Then we see, oh, he's putting this vase of flowers next to a bed where he's got a sick... Like a hospital bed. It's a hospital bed. And his uh, little sister is in there, presumably. And then he he stays in her room for the entire night. Then as the sun comes up, everybody starts looking out the window. And here here comes my voice cracking because then all of a sudden we see that he has spent the night like spray painting this amazing mural of flowers. And it says, be brave. To his little sick sister. Yeah. Let the music and- play. 
And then, I don't have words and then right the, now. The tagline so is sometimes it takes more than medication, uh, you know, from Pfizer. So um, I think it's interesting because it's essentially sort of a goodwill. Uh, it's a bid for goodwill by Pfizer, which of course makes uh, you know plenty of of drugs. Mm-hmm. The ironic thing is, um, the people who sell those low testosterone treatments could use this podcast in a commercial because I'm sitting here like getting super weepy. <laughs> you have low <laughs> I, I think I might just have – I listen to a lot of sports radio and commercial radio and it's always kind of like, do you find yourself being overly <laughs> emotional? I'm just like, yes. <laughs> this ad is making me cry. Wait, is that true that sports radio is like uh, sort of like uh, indicting men – it's presumably male listenership – for being too emotional and saying, like, that's a medical condition? They list a whole bunch of things and, like, they don't really dwell on one of them. But, like, kind of, I've become a better husband. You're like, I've become a better father and a better husband. It's, like, uh, implying that you, your because sexual... Because of the boning. Because of the boning. Your sexual prowess has gone up. Uh, you find, And I believe there is a line in there about being less emotional. I don't, you know, I can't prescribe that to a very specific company that I've heard. There's just a lot of those types of ads. I used to care about my wife's feelings, but now we're just boning all yeah, the time. exactly. There's another one that I wanted to talk about, which is a, an ad for Guinness, uh, which you wouldn't think... I mean, a lot of these are sort of obvious uh, commercials for why they'd be sad. Even Subaru, their whole strategy is, you know, love is what makes a Subaru, and, you know, you, they, they sort mm-hmm. of a very emotional touchstone. Guinness, I mean, it's a beer. Um, but Guinness, Guinness has an ad called Basketball, and I actually don't know how old this is, um, but it's it's great, and it's one of those ones that has such a wonderful kind of uh, reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a ton of dialogue, so I'll describe it if you want to play it. Mm-hmm. You see uh, a gym, a, 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 a you see a, a basketball gym, and a bunch of uh, uh, wheelchair-bound players playing a very aggressive game of wheelchair basketball. Like, really aggressive, like they're knocking each other out of their yeah, chairs. Yeah, almost like you think that they're, like, really legitimately, you know, enemies. Right. Or, you know, at least not friends. They're wrestling for the ball, they're fighting for it, and they're they're in their wheelchairs, and they're this kind of, like, you know, sport wheelchairs. Um after the game has ended and they've like you know, people fall out of their chairs and they you know get back into them the game ends and as the game ends everyone in a wheelchair gets up except for one player and you realize that all of these men can walk except for their good friend who is in a wheelchair mm-hmm. um, and they have made this uh, decision to play basketball together in wheelchairs so mm-hmm. that he can be part of their game. And then they all go to a bar and share a Guinness. Yeah, I get this is definitely one where I was watching it and I was like, this one, I'm going to make the argument this one doesn't make me cry. Like this is, uh, uh, I'm an adult man, first of all, I don't cry at commercials. I mean, you, your tea is fine. Uh, yeah, no, it's strong to very strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was watching it and I was like, well... I kind of assumed I knew where it was going. Where I was did you very think it was wrong. Going? I thought it was just going to be like st- always triumph strive for the human for, spirit. Triumph for the human spirit. <laughs> always strive for excellence. Nothing can hold you back. Guinness, yeah. sort of. And also in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, well, triumph for the human spirit. If this makes me sad, if this makes me want to cry, I felt like that's kind of condescending to right. people in wheelchairs. And then it gets to the end and you realize, oh, all of these guys have been playing in wheelchairs. Only one of them actually has to be in a wheelchair to get around. 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, that did kind of get me in the gut a bit. Although I'm still – I wouldn't categorize this as a sad commercial. This is a commercial that makes you like, kind of get teary-eyed, but more because of um, – it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to use the word sad. I still no, think that's kind of No, it's descending. emotional. I think that's yeah. an interesting distinction to make. And I, and I think we did include on this list, I included anything that made me feel the feels, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I mean, maybe that's not the same as sad. You're right. It's, it's, the, it's absolutely the opposite of sad that these guys have such a strong friendship that mm-hmm. they do this game and that they share a pint afterwards. Yeah. There's nothing sad about it. And I'm not sad that the guy's in a wheelchair. I mean, that's, you know, like, absolutely. Like, plenty of people live, are... And differently abled, and that's not uh, cause for grief. Um, I think it's more that just like that feeling of oh, like it's an emotional yeah. gut punch or yeah. an emotional sort of like wrenching feeling. I associate it with the same feeling that I have with the with the guy who you know whose dog is waiting for him outside of the hospital mm-hmm. in a different, like maybe in a, like in a slightly different way or to maybe a different degree, but. Um, that that feeling feels similar to me. Yeah. There's this Google ad, and it's called Dear Sophie. It's pretty famous. It's a pretty long internet ad. I don't know if it was ever on TV, but it's um, clearly a parent. I think, is, do we know for sure? Yeah, it's, it's her dad. It's, yeah. some, it's some father logging the passing days of his little girl as she grows up, and he keeps on kind of emailing it to her, but emailing it to probably some account that only he has yeah, access to. Yeah, to Dear Sophie at Gmail. I oh, think. is it okay to actually Dear Sophie at Gmail? The idea being that, like, using all of these Google products, like uh, Google Photos and Google Maps and all of this, he is creating a journal of her life before yeah, she's sort of old curated, enough to, to keep it herself. This sort of multimedia curated uh, record of... Uh, her earliest years, her mm-hmm. you know, her trip to the hospital, her her first dance recital, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it just goes on, and it's just again, I don't know if it's really sad because it doesn't have. Yeah, dear Sophie Lee at gmail dot com is the is the email address, and it's just it really pulls on your heartstrings. There's a moment where it's you see her in the hospital um, as a as a pretty young girl, and the father's kind of writing, "We were so worried about you," but luckily the commercial does not end with her anything bad happening to her, and it just kind of ends. I, with, I honestly thought something bad might happen to the dad at the yeah. end. Yeah. And I mean, this would be so exploitative, but that would make me feel the feels. Yeah, and I'm glad that they just kind of leave it ambiguous, and certainly they don't. I don't even think it's ambiguous. Yeah, I think it's like you know, she's growing up, and he's this is him kind of giving her something for her to have as an adult. Yeah, and it, and it documents life, and sometimes you know, it's not just sad stuff that makes us emotional. It's also this sort of life affirmation stuff that can really get to you and if you the use the right piano <laughs> music. Yeah. yeah. Um, having said that, uh, do I have permission to call on the ad? Council, I need a favor of the ad council because this ad is incredibly similar to another ad that's either by Google or possibly um, Mac computers or Apple computers, I guess they call them these days, FaceTime. Um, the, oh. I cannot find this ad and I spent a lot of time looking for it, but I have a very distinct memory of it's either for Skype, FaceTime, or Google Chat or something like that. And it is a, a I believe a father and his daughter who is at college and they are having a conversation via video phone and it's oh. somehow, somehow it comes around to like your mother would be so proud of yes. you and it's clear that the that the girl lost her mom at a young age and it's or, about or this pretty connection recently. or maybe even pretty recently my memory of it is that uh yeah they're having these these well these uh 
uh, frequent or, or routine. Uh, maybe it's Skype or some sort of you know video chat dates uh, with each other to keep keep in touch now that she's off in college. And he does say your mother would be so proud. And and my my memory of it is that. They're talking about a, a loss within the last few years, so it's pre- still pretty fresh yeah. for both of them. Um, and I wish I'd thought of that when we were prepping for this because I, I, I oh, can't that was re- the one I was trying to describe to you. I don't think you maybe you knew what I was oh, talking yeah. about. I've been trying to, and I've been, I've been searching around for it. So anyway, if Ad Council, help us out. Yeah, here. Ad Council, if you can remember exactly what product that is, send the link and we'll post it. Speaking of the Ad Council, can we maybe? Put this to rest, or did you have some more um, uh, sad ads you want to talk about? Because you still haven't seen me cry enough. There were a couple of uh, sad ads I wanted to talk about that are specifically PSAs. And I know that we've talked a lot about PSAs in in previous shows. And Mm -hmm. I want to thank everybody um, uh, for sending in some of the craziest and creepiest ones that you've seen. Uh, We might eventually do just a whole show on PSAs because there's. I think we should. It's a fertile ground. But. But the thing about PSAs and sad ads is that uh, often PSAs are for for unequivocally sad topics, mm-hmm. you know, un- unnecessary deaths, um, co- you know, causes of very tragic causes. Um, and there's one that really st- stuck out to me um, called uh, Embrace Life. It's a PSA for seatbelt usage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a lot of uh, dialogue in it as usual nope. with this one, but I maybe give the music a little bit of a play and I'll describe it. So what you're seeing is a family, and the man, the father of the family, is sitting in the middle of his living room, and he's miming driving a car just in the middle of his living room. Very slow motion. Everything so everything's shot in, very in, de- in very slow slow motion. His uh, his sort of teen preteenage daughter and wife are sitting on the couch, smiling and watching him. And then again, in very slow motion, everybody starts to look worried and concerned, and you see him mime as if he's trying to swerve to miss something in this like pantomime car that he's driving. And as he does that, his daughter and his wife in slow motion leap off the couch and throw their arms around him in the shape of a seatbelt at waist and chest. And you see him fly forward and uh, smash the table in front of him and their arms hold him back like a seatbelt. And it's just a very effective reminder of why we have to wear seatbelts. And it's just visually stunning because the table that he knocks over in front of him, apparently it had a bunch of glitter on it. Like it all just ties together really well. So in this false moment of kind of vehicular violence Mm -hmm. that he's mimicking, you see the violence of things going flying. But what's flying through the air, not shrapnel, but his daughter's glitter all over. It's just really well done. Now, I've never seen this on TV. I'm assuming you saw this in kind of a roundup of sad ads. I should say, often, particularly for a show like this where we're looking for something really specific, a lot of the research we're doing is not just sitting around watching TV hoping for it to come through. I mean... We might get the idea for a type of ad, but then we'll find other examples Well, the reason I raised that, though, is not to to put us on Front Street at all, but just to say, you know, that ad of the dog, you know, waiting for his owner to come out of the hospital, that's from Argentina. Yeah. Like, they're not speaking English in that ad. You know what? You don't need to speak English to Is there get even that. any dialogue? No. Every single one of these ads would work in any country yeah. with maybe the exception of any of them are kind of more culturally specific. But like 
all of these ads, even ones that were, I don't think we have time to get into, the, the 2013 Budweiser Clydesdale remembers its first owner yeah. ad. You know, a lot of people know that one. Like, all of these, you could play them in Spain. They're so you could play on them. The yeah, I mean, in, in Afghanistan. I think people would just understand the human emotion. Yeah. That's something really is, notable about these. Why is these. that? I mean, is it because that's a, a, is that a more direct pipeline to our feelings? Uh, is it difficult to write uh, a, a 30 or 60 second spot where the dialogue or the voiceover is the thing that makes you sad? I don't know. I mean, I think that if you could make all of your ads effective, whether they were sad ads or emotional ads or, or funny ads or practical ads without having any uh, words, I think you would because you can appeal to a broader audience. And in the age of DVR and muting right. your TV, that's the best, right? But I think it's so much harder to do comedy without words. You can, and you can make a universally funny 30 second video but that is so much harder and it's going to rely so much more on like pratfalls and like kind of less sophisticated or visual puns visual or puns yeah. yeah and i feel like with the sad ones you can do such a more effective artful job of it without making it super corny i just think it's an it's an emotion that's easier to tap into without using actual words all right well there were some other psas that i had uh, pulled out for this but um, in the interest of time, why don't we move on to the Ad Council? Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Okay, Genevieve, I need you to pick the most uplifting, People funny email we've gotten from anybody after that segment. Oh, I didn't know that was where I ha- how I had to organize these. Well, I'm going to start with um, uh, a a correction, uh, which I have said that I will always correct if somebody sends us an error. Um, thanks to listener Brandon who wrote in. I'm not normally a sharpshooter, but growing up in a Forest Service family, I'm compelled to correct this all-too-common mistake. This is in reference to some of the um, forest fire PSAs we talked about oh, um, yeah. in a previous show. Um, the name of the Forest Service mascot is Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. Smokey is his first name, and Bear is his last name. Including the the is equivalent to saying Andrew the Walsh or Genevieve the Has. While I think including the between names makes everything sound cooler and a practice we should all adopt immediately, it is unfortunately incorrect. Um, I stand corrected, I, although I think it's awfully convenient that his last name is Bear and he is a bear. Well, it is true that Are it's all Smokey bears Bear. Last names That's bear. the thing. Like, okay, uh, Brandon, you are absolutely right. It is Smokey Bear, and I should have caught that. I know better. We had uh, one of the, on an old show I used to work on. We had one of the Smokey Bear marketers on, and that was kind of a, a big joke in that interview, as a matter of fact. Having said that, I think you're extrapolating a little bit by saying Bear is his last name. It could still be a descriptor. It could still be Smokey Bear. but I'm, Because like you say, Genevieve, does that mean every single bear has the last name Bear? And if so, what's the point of having a last yeah, name? Yeah, Exactly. Although I will also add that I would like to be known as Genevieve the Has. I like Genevieve the Has. I right. call like, you that. Like Remind Robert that. the Bruce. <laughs> Who's Robert the Bruce? He was like um, I don't know if you watched Braveheart. He was one of one of those Scottish independent guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, sounds like that's an opportunity for some more email. <laughs> what else is in here? 
Um, thank you so much, listener Jill, um, who responded to my question uh, to the world at large about how much money insurance companies spend on advertising. Oh, yeah, because we were saying, like, just to list them off really quickly, when you look at all of the the major ads we talk about, it seems like it's all state. Farmers. It's all farmers. Uh, flow of progressive. I mean, the, so many of the ads we talk about, like how much? State, Geico. How are we not farm, saying Geico. Geico? So anyway. Insurance. I mean, it's just, it seems so massive to me. Oh, somebody wrote in, I think it was listener Kat, uh, who said, until I heard your show, I did not realize that farmers, all state and, and um, state farm were all different insurance companies. So yeah. Learned them every day. Uh, Jill writes, you were wondering how much insurers spend on advertising. Well, there's a source for that. I used to work uh, as a researcher at a consulting firm, and ad spender was one of my favorite sources. It tracks ad spending by company and industry across a variety of platforms. According to Jill, uh, insurance companies spent $1.47 billion um, in, the, uh, in the third quarter of 2015. and what? that's a d- Three months. In three months. Uh, and that's a drop from the same time last year when they spent uh, $1.58 billion. Oh, my gosh. In billion a in three months. Well, like I say, it is I Think a... about how much money they must be making to spend that much. They're just on marketing. And it, the, the beauty of that industry, as we've said several times and you said last week, is everybody got to have insurance. Everybody unless you live insurance. in New Hampshire. Yeah. And I think maybe one or two other states. But... You know, it's something that the government forces you to buy. And let me tell you something. If you live in New Hampshire and you know that you don't, ha- that other people don't have to have insurance, you, as a responsible person, over-insure your car. Like, I probably mm. bought better or more complete insurance in New Hampshire because I was terrified of getting hit by an uninsured or underinsured person there. And also, while we're, while we're talking to the New Hampshireites, wear your damn motorcycle helmets. Wear your helmets. Just because you're not required to doesn't mean it's a good idea. Staying on the insurance tip, we got a, a note from listener Eamon about the farmer's insurance jingle, uh, which, as you know, goes something like this. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. Uh, and Eamon writes, I'm originally from the U.S., but I currently live in Japan and I'm working as an English teacher. Every week, some other English teachers, four Americans and an English gentleman, and I play board games and generally hang out. I believe we were playing Catan, and I assume he means Settlers of Catan unless there's some, you know derivative there is a chance that Catan was the original name of the board game and they adapted it as an app and they call it settlers i'm sorry i asked um in that game one role you can choose you can choose to play is a uh, play is a farmer on the board uh during that game one of the americans randomly began singing that jingle the rest of us minus the minus the english member finished with the bump but um bump 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 part loudly It was an act that we did without thinking, and it scared the heck out of the non-American <laughs> member. He thought we were doing a crazy cultist chant until we explained it. It was from a commercial. Nowadays, we will randomly sing the jingle to each other just because we know someone will feel the obligation to finish it. So it's like shaving a haircut for it them. It is, yeah, like in um, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> like Roger Rabbit. Um, most of us haven't been to our home countries for years, and so we haven't heard that jingle in a long time. Can I um, uh, introduce the next piece of tape we have of from course. listener Linda? Do it. All right. This is from listener Linda, who actually called in. She actually left a voice memo and emailed it to us. We should say our email address is 
after these messages show at gmail.com. She sent us this. Um, I think we were just talking about our favorite and least favorite ads throughout time several weeks ago, and she wanted to share with us her favorite. My favorite commercial I haven't been able to find on YouTube or anything like that, and it's an old commercial from probably the 80s. I'm 42 now, so this would have been like some of my younger, impressionable commercialing years, and I still remember it, and it was a chock full of nuts coffee commercial. So there's a coffee bean on his side, um, you know, like with the crease that runs down the middle, kind of moving like a mouth, like like when you make a face with your fist and your thumb, and wah, wah, wah. So anyway, he's uh, walking towards the camera. And he- okay, I need to pause it for just a quick second and tell everybody, Linda is so much better at describing commercials yeah. than me. Like, I can, what, never what, get what? You, I can never get you and Linda in the same room together because I will be out of a job. All right, sorry, Linda, to interrupt. I do that a lot, too. So anyway, he's uh, walking towards the camera, and he says, Darling, those brownies with the garlic cloves pushed in them, those were delicious. And the asparagus with the butterscotch sauce? Oh, simply scrumptious. And the way you burn that chicken fricassee? Well, I never. And then it says, chuck full of nuts, the coffee that complements every meal. (laughs) So that's my go-to example for effective marketing whenever uh, the topic of commercials comes around. And I have never met another soul who has seen it. I uh, love the show. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay. So much to say. First of all, that may be my favorite voicemail ever yeah. of all time. Uh, the bar is high. Linda does an the amazing job of describing high. that. Um, also, the commercial sounds great. I love that joke yeah. at the end of it. And so I went online and I just started searching all over for it. Now, I know Linda said that she had already tried to do the Googles, but I have one of those things in my head. It's like, yeah, but I know the right keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent a decent amount of time poking around. I could not, like Linda, I could not find any video evidence of this old ad. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you got to, from ads back then, you got to hope that somebody taped it on a VHS, which wasn't even all that common in the early 80s, depending on when this aired. Um, And then that somebody found it and then somebody uploaded it to YouTube. So maybe it's lost to history forever. Having said that, I do want to say I verified the veracity of the story And Linda nailed it. So I stumbled on some, in my searching, some janky website from 1997. And you can picture how it was formatted, like this ugly blue background. And it was about um, the early – it was like an article about the early days of computer animation, specifically something called Blue Sky Studios. And in the middle of this longish article, there was this graph I'm going to read. Blue, oh, first of all, also, there is a still image of the of the coffee bean exactly how Linda described it, exactly how you saw it in your mind's eye when you were listening to that voicemail. And then the article said, Blue Sky commercials are also distinguished by the believable personalities that they develop for inert objects. Two spots that illustrate this were created for Chock Full of Nuts Coffee and Bell Atlantic. The ad for Chock Full of Nuts features a coffee bean, which is animated so that the crease in its side looks like a mouth. Way to go, Linda. So far, you and uh, 1997 website are in lockstep. The talking bean who speaks with a distinctive Texas drawl, Linda, you're two for two, lavishes compliments on the hostess for serving what sounds like an outrageous combination of foods, artichoke hearts and hot fudge sauce, 
butterscotch pepperoni souffle, and brownies filled with garlic. Now, two of those were off a tiny bit. Brownies filled with garlic, exactly how you remember it, Linda. And then the last line is, the beans flattery vividly illustrates the point that this coffee is so smooth it can, quote, complement any meal. So sorry, that was, a, that was a big brain dump on my part, but I was just so excited to find this. I want to see the ad really No, bad. I do too. Um, you're totally right. Uh, although I think I much prefer Linda's description. Yeah, maybe I do too. All right, I think that's all of our feedback for today, right? Yep, I think we can wrap it up. You can sell anything You can sell anything the feedback does continue to pour in, and that is a really good thing. Veeves, I haven't talked to you about this off air, but I think maybe we should say, you know, once every two months or so, we'll just do an all feedback segment. We get such good emails from everybody, or an all feedback show, I should say. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful to hear from everybody. I I do wish uh, we could we could play it all and re- read it all. Um, so we'll keep we'll keep looking for opportunities to talk uh, feedback, and we'll always do an ad, ad council section in every show, of course. Um, so keep sending them in, keep writing them in, keep calling them in. Uh, we love hearing from you. And the Facebook page is after these messages show at facebook.com. Or wait a second. It's not Facebook.com. It's just after these messages show on Facebook. You know how to use the internet. Email is after these messages show at gmail.com. I nailed that one. And what's the voicemail number? 607 444 5597. As always, thanks so much for listening, guys. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Anything. You can really say anything. Oh, dip. It's Heems once again back again with the caravan of Manchester, Pakistan.